as Georgia rounds into what I guess is the best way to look at it, yeah, the ninth hole, it's easy to see when you look at the second part of the schedule, especially with Tennessee's resurgent and what Mississippi State is doing, the, whatever the layups Georgia's had have happened, uh, at least until we get to the, the very end of the season. Having said that, I stand by what I said on the Sunday podcast. The Saturday game against Auburn looked like 2017 Georgia. So that means Georgia's now a two-trick pony. If they can win games like they did against Oregon and South Carolina and also win games like they did against Auburn, I feel pretty good about Todd Munkin's bag of tricks. Let's get through Vanderbilt safe with very few injuries. Let's work out some kinks and head into the hard part of the schedule. Let's get back to Atlanta. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 324 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. This is the Georgia Vanderbilt preview show. It's really the first Georgia Vanderbilt preview show we've been able to do for a home game versus Vanderbilt since 2018, but we'll get into that later. Here's Will to get it all started. It's the most pregnant of all pauses. I was afraid he was having a stroke for a second. Uh... <laughs> So uh, hey uh, everybody, thanks. Uh, good, to, good, good to good to be back going. Um, the uh, I come to you live from uh, hello, uh, fellow fans of a ranked team. Good to see all of you. <laughs> this is the first time in the uh, in the first time since we've been doing this you, podcast, podcast that, that we have both had, we are both having We're ranked breaking teams. First time since day. you lived in Athens. First time since I lived in Athens. First time since I uh, my, my since I before I was a father <laughs> that Illinois is in the uh, top twenty five. Did you get uh, William or Wynn to like hold up a newspaper to? Frame or something. <laughs> they, they only do that for hostage situations. Yeah. To, to pr- proof of life sort proof of, of thing. Um, but yeah, they uh, uh, good times all around. Uh, made up for the for the. Because I just came back from the Braves game. I actually leave early. Mm. I picked up my pass. So I left when it was four to one. So I got here in time to do the show. Um, I've got an active day here. I'm seeing uh, Bob Mould tonight. For anyone that uh, if you uh, for anyone that's out. Oh wait, you, you're not going to hear this afterwards. So it's great seeing you at the show, listener. Uh, at the at the Bob Mould show. 41. It was awesome to see you. I apologize for my mustache, which I do have a mustache right now, which is nothing that's going on because my freaking Little League team won't win. Um, I, I think the best way to describe uh, Will's mustache is Miles Teller circa Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not this thick, though. It's not as thick. It's just I his think, was not as thick. You're right. Yeah, no, his is his is thicker than mine. It's just that like uh, it's it's uh, I, I have gotten confirmed. I've always wondered if I really went for it if I could grow facial hair, and I clearly I can't connect. I, I, the, there's no connect. There's no need to connect to yeah, a no goatee. Deep. Yeah, but uh, but the mustache is coming in. Um, it's been years. I mean, I'm getting, it's fine anyway because it's been years since my wife wanted to look at me anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is just really just accelerating the process for her. It's confirmed. Her yeah. she no longer can put up the poker face uh, when she looks at me, <laughs> which is nice. Um, I thought yeah. I would grow one this afternoon so all three of us yeah. could get a facial hair picture, but I forgot and shaved at noon. So yeah. I was in the press box seeing colleagues and doing kind of like that. Oh, was like, good to see you. I'm like I'm sorry. Just I'm on the phone right now. It's covering my face. I'm sorry you can't see me. But uh, yeah, good times. Good times all around. Yeah, uh, I think I think you look like an airline pilot, like a Delta pilot flying from Atlanta. To I was I was telling Scott before we went on. I'm glad it. I'm glad now that I've grown one. I'm glad it looks like a cop or a pilot yeah. rather than a hipster. Yeah, I will oh, take yeah. the I will take the cop or the pilot rather than a hipster. That's for sure. 
Um, <laughs> but anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, what else is going on, everybody? Um, hey, so here's a thing. Um, looking at last week's game and heading into this one, this feels like the last show where we are not going to be actively nervous about what happens uh, heading into that game. And I think, I think yeah. that's kind of a good way to do it because uh, that has been the case in every single show that we have done at this point with a possible exception of Oregon, but not really Oregon. I was more nervous about Oregon than I think you guys were. Agreed. And I was very wrong. <laughs> um, every other show. Now, listen, there's been grades of this. There's been the before the South Carolina game. Why do we even I, – I, mean, I guess we have to do a show. We have sponsors, so we should do a show. But, like, come on, we all know what's going to happen. And then you get to Kent State, and you're like, okay. You get a little bit concerned. Then Missouri, you're like, that was really scary. And then Auburn was better. But certainly that level of, is this team better than last year? Is it like that's all long gone. We are now right back to getting to be nervous about games again. Not nervous and like, how are they going to blow it? But nervous and like, hey, is Georgia as good as good as we thought they were going to be? Which I would argue is a market improvement. All told, I think you'd be rather concerned about your team as a fan of, okay, let's find out what this team is and find out if they're good enough. As opposed to, I know we're good, but we blow it all the time and we're going to blow it now. And, uh, and I think that – I would argue that is another thing that happens when you win a national championship. Think about how differently we would be treating this time right now if they did not win the national championship. Now, obviously, the last thing is Stetson Bennett, the quarterback, if they did not win the national championship. All sorts of things are different. But certainly, um, I think it, even when you have a downtick and then like an uptick like you had against Auburn, where not everything was perfect but certainly better, all of that is still, I would argue, still this whole year is going to be like this of having that, yeah, but you know, they won the national championship right. last year, so right. it's not that, that it, I think mean, you saw it with the Braves loss today, right? Well, I felt fine. Yeah, yeah. and... I mean, I wasn't happy about it. Yeah, if Georgia loses, we're going to be upset. I'm not saying sure. we're not going to be upset, but like at a certain level... It, it takes the edge off of stuff, mm-hmm. even the struggles. Like the Missouri game was obviously really scary and it was concerning and they very well could have lost that game. And we're talking about something different if they lose that game, but they didn't. And so therefore you, you would look heading into the stretch, which for all the worries about the stretch, I think Georgia's, we'll see what happens with Tennessee, Alabama, but I think Georgia's going to be favored pretty clearly in every game moving forward. They're, fa- they're favored. They should be favored. Mm-hmm. But this is where it starts getting hard. And I think that's... Uh, I, I welcome it, to be honest. And I think that particularly after a couple years of... Like for all the greatness of last year, there were not a lot of like tight games. There were not a lot like, okay, this is a big tough one coming up. The East was really, really down this year. Tennessee's taking a step forward. Kentucky, we'll see if uh, Levis is back. Uh, and Mississippi State, I think, has won some big games. There are tough games coming up. And... I have to say, I kind of welcome it, and I'm kind of excited to have it. Yeah, it's interesting you brought it up in those terms, because I was thinking the same thing earlier, that we've kind of gone past the, okay, we can come we can come in here, we can talk about you know uh, the ACC and the Big Ten and all the other things. Now it's time to focus on football after we get past Vanderbilt in the open week. Uh, the interesting part about it is it's not just Georgia fans. Uh, the national media, we, we jumped Alabama, yeah. and no one blinked an eye. <laughs> Think about how weird that is. Think about if you were a Georgia fan, think back to 2008 and how upset we were over a win, but not a like resounding win, but a win over Central Michigan, right? Uh, we were number one and dropped to second. Uh, yeah, first game is, what is it, Georgia Southern? Maybe Southern, whoever it was. Southern. Whoever it was. Yeah, dropped. I mean, look, never saw it again. Look, we were vindicated. I mean, they were vindicated, I should say, uh, because Georgia was not the team we, we or the media thought they were. But the fact of the matter is, like, Georgia jumped past Alabama and 
went back to first in the AP poll and no one really blinked to eyes. So, so much to the point where like national media has talked about the week and then talked about all the teams and the, the biggest, the closest mention was something about, you know, Stetson's long football run, long, long football run. That's the kind of run he does. Football's, yeah. football's runs. Um, but and on top of that, and I'm not look as a former blogger, I want to be careful about how I frame this, but those idiots roll Bama roll are like obsessed with Georgia. Yeah. You're Alabama. Are you serious? Yeah. It's a stunning place for us to be. It is a stunning place. We're I, I've been saying this and I do mean it, but sometimes I have to repeat it to make sure I believe it. Georgia's at the top of the sport right now. And I don't mean like a top team. They are the top team in the sport. Yeah. And listen, you can look at Ohio State and be like, maybe they're better right I, now, but they haven't won a championship, and but, so Georgia's that Georgia's right, that's and that's exactly right. right. Um, by the way, if you think, I want you to think back to all the really, really good Georgia teams that we've seen in the past twenty-two years since Mark Rick came to town. There was always a sense of foreboding that mm-hmm. at some point something a shoe was going to drop. We were going to crap the bed against Florida, or we were going to have an un unbelievably bad game against South Carolina or Vanderbilt or Kentucky or somewhere along the way, you were going to do something where you slapped yourself in the, in your, you know, down belows. And suddenly you were looking up at being, instead of being 12 and 0 going to SEC championship game. And some of that might've changed with the 14 playoff. Some of it might not have, but you're staring at, you have to win the SEC championship or even worse. You lost a, dumb game to Florida and end up Tennessee goes to the SEC championship or something like that. I was watching the uh, end of the Kentucky-South Carolina game on Saturday. I was explaining to Walker, I was like, this is how Georgia used to be. They would be up in the polls, top 10, which they were a couple weeks ago. They'd lose a critical game like Kentucky did to Ole Miss, and then they'd drop a clunker against South Carolina at home. Well, let me tell you who, let me tell you who is actually current, um, is it Tennessee? current Georgia circa – any time before 2014, Texas A&M. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you what, Jimbo Fisher is Mark Richt with way worse attitude, way worse morals, and a much better agent. <laughs> and that's just the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, is, he absolutely refuses to change anything about his offense. He absolutely refuses to believe anything. He, he, refuses, he refuses to believe the possibility that he can be wrong about something. And... Um, Did you see that he has the same record through however many games as Kevin Sumlin? Sumlin? Yeah, yeah. But you know they're not gonna get rid of him because they they extended him. So like, um, like a, like a couple months ago. Yeah, recently, <laughs> recently. So I say all of that to say that um, I agree in that we are about to get in a place where the sphincter tightens a little bit and we're going to be a little more nervous and focused on the games. I I still think Georgia will be a. 14, 17 point favorite over Florida? Um, At least. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm guessing 7 to 10 point favorite over Tennessee. Let's see what happens this weekend. Right. Yeah. I guess if Tennessee blows out Alabama, that could change the math. I mean, if, if, if they just beat them, I bet that. that right. Right. But still, they'll, they'll be five point favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. a touchdown favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then on the road against Mississippi State, 10 point favorite. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are your, you know, I was on the record as saying that Kentucky definitely would not finish second in the East. No chance they'd finish second in the East. Um, that's not what do happened. not do not fact check that. Yes, both, both Tony I think and I, I was the one. Yes, it was, to, it was one, there was 
people say. <laughs> who, Scott, <laughs> Tony, yeah. which we who can tell know. anymore? Big team here. Yes, it was Tony and I who were convinced that Kentucky was going to be number two. And listen, they win that game last week if Levis is, is healthy. Like, I, I think, think that's they, right. Yeah, I, think, so, I think Levis being hurt know. is a game changer for yeah. them. Um, I tell you what, uh, and, and I didn't mean to turn this into a review of last week, but the Tennessee game opened my eyes. Um, they played – now, I am not as in love with Brian Kelly's LSU as y'all are. Um, but I will also say that the fact that they, they, they just housed them and, you know, LSU didn't look competitive against a team who's, you know, weak and I, and, and I did air quotes, their spot was the defense. Um, so it's, it's interesting as we move forward through the, the second part of the season, how the schedule becomes much, much more interesting in a way that much like last year, we wouldn't have thought, uh, we would not have thought in August. Yeah. So, what about Vanderbilt? Since they're rolling, I, I, you know, they were big on the the scene when they played Week Zero and put up like seventy points against Hawaii, and then they won a couple more. They were doing all right, but then they've kind of fallen back into Vanderbilt as they as we know them because they're in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, they, playing they, they, SEC they literally teams. played three straight top ten teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I, not fun. I don't know if y'all noticed they were up ten points two different times yeah. against Ole Miss, yeah. and and I, I was we were it went through the crowd a couple of times. I think I said this on the Sunday podcast, like, hey. Vanderbilt's beat Mississippi by 10. Look, they're still beating them by 10. And the next thing you know, they were down 14. Um, it's kind of like what Georgia did to Auburn. I mean, if, when Stetson fumbled it to start the third quarter, if Auburn punches it in, it's 14-7. It, that game, and then next thing you know, it's 42-10. to 10. That, that game ends 42-17. I mean, that game still ends 42-14. Uh, so, you know. But I, mean, I think that's not less because of Auburn more Georgia, right? Like, Georgia figured it out. Like, like, yeah. like, listen, I was, I was sitting next to you, Scott, during the game, and, like, the numbers for Stetson yeah, were terrible. wretched for they were, half, they were, they were first, average. First, they weren't wretched. Uh, for the halfway through the second quarter, they were wretched. Oh, maybe maybe yeah. so, maybe so. But in the second half, obviously, they didn't look wretched after that. But. Well, you know, Auburn did a good job of taking away the promoter passes and really disrupting those passing lanes. But that's the thing about Georgia, and this is what, you know, Vanderbilt, um, uh, what's the, the – the running back, what's his name? Is it Davis? Is it Zach uh, Stacy? Uh, Zach Stacy is now. I'm. Um, I'm pretty sure Zach Stacy and Stetson are the same age, so he's not in the league. Um, but I, I think um, you know they they put up you know decent running numbers against uh, against Mississippi. Ray Davis. Are, Davis. Tariq Davis. Thank you. Um, I think that does something. You know the the good news for Georgia is that Georgia's running defense is really really good. Um, and once. You know, once Mississippi, once Lane figured out the same three plays they could run, they were mm-hmm. they were fine. The thing that gives me a little pause is that um, the same three plays do involve some downfield passing. Um, I, and I'm by no means saying that Georgia is going to lose to Vanderbilt. Uh, don't be surprised if we end up in the same situation where it's you know close at the half, 14, 17 to nothing, 21 to nothing. That wouldn't surprise me just because um, we've shown a propensity to whatever it is, take an extra minute to figure out what it is we need to do to win. Um, and, and that would surprise me if it happens here. Um, I don't, I would be beyond shocked if Vanderbilt gets up 10. Um, that is, that is, this team is not, uh, this team is not built for a team like Vanderbilt, who is not physical to, to be in a position to do that. Also this team that, that uh, Georgia, and Munkin uh, specifically is really good at learning from past experiences and essentially coaching and scheming out those those chinks in the armor. Um, so I'm not saying there won't be teams later down the season 
that can do what Missouri did to Georgia. Uh, but they're doing it because they're bringing better athletes in a different scheme, not because they did exactly the same thing. Yeah, but that, that is going to be the game plan. I mean, they may have different schemes. They may have no, different... no. Yeah, it should be yeah. the game plan. It yeah. should be yeah. at least until in, at least until Georgia shows that they can do the running game like they did the fourth quarter against against Missouri or something else. Yeah, which might be a good time to talk about our uh, our exciting new freshman running back. Who, yeah, uh, Branson Robinson. Oh, <laughs> it's been pointed out like. I'm not shirt. He looks a little like a like a t- smaller chub. Mm-hmm. Looks like a little bit like a chub in training. A a a, 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 a chub. chub. Nope, that's something different. Yeah, yeah. Chubby? Nope, still different. Yeah, yeah. I got a great photo of him um, that I put up on my Instagram stories on Sunday. He was surrounded. It was his touchdown run, but there was a point where he was like at the five yard line, and he's surrounded by five Auburn players, and you see how far he drugged them into the end zone with all the momentum he had. And we love guys like that, right? I mean, like that. Like, like obviously, Georgia loves its fast guys. But I mean, come on, this is the University yep. of Herschel Walker and Nick Chubb, and like they like guys that run over guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now that I think that Robinson and Edwards both should be getting more touches. They both got twelve touches each, and Milton and um, McIntosh got you know significantly fewer. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's a that's, that's a great look, right? That is, um, but Scott just showed a picture of Brunson Robinson without a seven six apparel shirt on. Yeah, and, honestly, um, dude, <laughs> he he could be wearing those. But I mean, I think it, it makes me. My complaint with McIntosh and uh, Milton has been they've they've been willing to dance around. Uh, <laughs> he is not afraid to run over people. No, I mean, same he, thing with Edwards isn't yeah. to to some extent. Yeah, they they like putting their shoulder down. They like taking the ball to contact. You think it's maybe because I mean, think about it. They're third and fourth string on the depth chart, so they have a little bit of that extra gear to when they're on the field. They're going to try to make something happen. I mean, that's that's just human nature. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Also, I will say, the offensive line blocks so much better, better in this game yeah. than they did yeah. against Missouri and Kansas State, for yeah. that matter. Um, I didn't I didn't go back and rewatch the entire game. I don't know if there was a, a gap scheme versus zone scheme thing. Although, the t- a couple times I did see that, that the zone, zone scheme worked really well, um, <laughs> including, including the crap chop block against uh, Darnell Washington that was – at best, a eh, you could call it a chop block, unlike against Missouri, but whatever. Every time he gets the ball, it looks like he's ready to take flight and jump over someone. Oh my gosh. I, that, I mean, by the way, he's the reason there is the blindside block rule, right? Yeah. He's the reason. He because, got called for that. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a great hit <laughs> uh, if you're not into neuroscience, but uh, it was, oh boy. Yeah. Boy, he kid just it was yeah, um, but you know when when you when you think about on the defensive side of the ball, when you think about um, all these young guys, we still have a ways to go. George still has a ways to go to play as a cohesive unit on defense. Um, and I'm not talking about, although a symbol of that is the missed tackle, three guys missing a tackle that allowed Auburn to spring the the first second uh, second half touchdown and. Fourteen years, right? Oh, it was um, it was an obvious like oh we're just going to throw him into the sideline and the guy spun and he was gone. Yeah, and it was just it was a it was a lapse and I'm sure Kirby hated I, it. I have to I have to assume there were several discussions about that during film. Um, no, it's it's funny. Like so, go ahead. I, I'm gonna, no, I'm I'm gonna, gonna say, I want to talk about so, motivation. So my point is is like this team, the defensive side of the ball, is still playing 
like they're young and also not quite as much as a unit as last year's did. Um, their numbers are still good, not great, good. Um, but if this team can get together just a little bit mm-hmm. defensively, yeah. I mean, they're close to what they were last year. You know, it feels, and again, everybody drank that Seth Emerson pointed out this, this week, it feels like he's, we every time one of the great jokes, whether you're watching the game at home or watching the stands, is every time Georgia has a makes a mistake or is like not up at halftime as much as they'd like to be, there's always like, oh, Kirby's gonna kill him. He's gonna yeah. kill. Him. But like that, by all he's, accounts, is not what he's, he's doing. Chill Kirby, this, it's chill Kirby this year in a weird way. Yeah, and and it, it sounds like a guy that's got a young team and knows how to coach. Like like is not getting his you know his Woody Hayes on and just acting like every team gets the exact same uh, uh, you know. F- uh, Full Metal Jacket, uh, Sergeant Pyle, sort of uh, uh, scream at their face and hit him with socks, sort of thing. Like I, you, the way he even kind of talks about him is very, he's very positive, and they're learning and they're getting there. You pointed this out, Scott, last week. There are fewer rage strokes than there've been in the past, and it feels like he knows this team isn't quite there, but could get there, and you can see it in the approach in a way that. You know, I mean, you know, we the the time that they've got to figure that out is almost out. Like we're about yeah. to play the good teams now. Yeah. So and the, these charitably two weeks, maybe three. Yeah, and we, we've spent all this time being like, well, yeah, you can do that against Kent State, but you can't do that against. It's either been Alabama, and now it's actually probably moving to Tennessee, and even maybe Mississippi State if you want to do that. I mean, look, Anthony Richardson can hurt you running the ball. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, at a certain level, I think that. That it is interesting to see how I just think this idea of oh Kirby's chewing their asses even even like there were interviews after the Missouri game and and then everyone was like no everything was very chill at halftime it was a it was focused it was this is what you need to work on this is what we got to do and I have to say. I think that's probably a smart tack with a young team. I'm not sure how it helps to go in and just scream in some young defensive guy's face that you're not you're not meeting the standards that I expect of you and expect that's going to help. And well, and he's keeping his powder dry for when he does need to use it and it'll be a lot more effective. Than yeah. Just yelling all the time. Yeah. And, and I, and I just think that like they, they, the implication has clearly been this team needs a little, particularly, particularly on defense needs a little handholding and needs a little, little softer touch. Yeah. Softer touch. And I think, and I think we saw an improvement last week and we saw an improvement 100%. last week and, and listen, it's gonna ha- we're gonna have to see an improvement because Tennessee's got the best offense that I think they've faced in a while. So uh, that's what you're building up to. Well, maybe since last year's Alabama. Oh well, Tennessee has all their receivers. Yeah. No, uh, they don't. Oh, they don't. They're who was their leading receiver? They got hurt. Oh what? yeah, that just no, happened. Yeah. No, Tillman. I look forward for yeah. Tennessee fans to, for the yeah, next no year problem. being like, oh no, thirty-three eighteen. Yeah. Although, Automatically. Um, that, that, that's why we're constantly whacking those wide receivers of the opposing team in the knees with crowbars. Yeah, Georgia never surface in, suffers injury, so no. uh, or transfers. The um, I think it's uh, interesting. Um, I did, so th- speaking of um, speaking of coaches who are who handle their teams differently, um, any chance you saw um, two things? First off, did you see any of the Alabama A and M game, yes. particularly the Burton unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that was? Uh, I did not. I did not see that, and, and it probably was not. It, what did he do? The official could. The official could. Let's. All we need to know is the official could kept his flag in the pocket, right? Uh, also, he could have thrown it. So he just stood over a guy. Um, so he had the look on the sideline of a guy that was like. So you remember when you were 
See, neither of you, you of your your fathers traveled. Your father traveled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So your father. Okay. So. To like you, only Illinois. But yes. Well, but yeah, but he would, he he would be gone for a couple nights. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my father was a traveling salesman. Uh, the worst thing that could possibly happen is Monday when my dad left Sunday is wait till your father gets mm. home. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. look on Burton's face after that <laughs> penalty was exactly the look I had. Eight-year-old Tony bargaining with okay how can i get out of this um and it was uh because nick saban is not showing chill and which could say something about his team the right? team is older than georgia's his team is older than georgia's um so you know how that applies to vanderbilt is i will i will say this about vanderbilt vanderbilt is um vanderbilt is better than i thought they were going to be they've shown more fight uh, they're probably a year ahead in that regard um, in the Clark Lee administration. Uh, but this is what you wanted out of Clark Lee, right? A team that plays with pride. Um, and you follow that with some recruiting, in- increases in recruiting. Remember, increases in recruiting for Vanderbilt means something very different than it would at many programs and certainly a place like Georgia. Um, but they play hard. They're not going to I, – I put it this way. I do not expect it to be 35 nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. By any stretch of the imagination, I think that if it is thirty-five nothing at halftime, I, I'm, I'm probably going to be unbearable. But um, and that's fine too. I will just be unbearable. Uh, but the but the, the 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 ongoing reality is that Vanderbilt is a better team um, than they were last year, and they play with a lot more. Um, they play more, a lot more physicality than they did last year. And I think they do have better players than they had last year, but they also there's a, another year of the coaching that has, has seeped into coaching, coaching and culture that right, seeped right. in uh, that they just they didn't have before. Yeah, we get to see their terrible redesigned logo on their helmet. They took something that wasn't broken and, and broke it. Their old logo was right. not broken. Which is why they, it, looks like, it looks like Villanova, except it's gold. So... When does Georgia play Vanderbilt next year? Is it do you know what month it is? I'm gonna look it up right now. I don't think it's the start of the no, it's not the start of the season because well, it might be in that run of four games at the beginning of the season. I really enjoyed uh well it's on the road next year. Oh then it's not in that run. So it's it, it's it probably around October the same 14th time. Is around the same, same, around the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed that uh, that that's a fun road trip. It's fun not as fun as, as Kentucky or Mississippi. I remember how everybody all Georgia fans embraced it when it was the opening game of the season. You went yeah. up there. I went. It was also yeah. it was also the first time anyone had sold beer in the SEC. That was yeah. the big thing at that game. Yep. Yeah, you exclaimed that yeah. people were waiting in line to get beer just to to pay get like an eighteen dollars for like a like a, a like a tall yeah, boy a legal beer. Line. That's the first time people were legally able to buy beer in the state. It's the first time I think anyone had ever actually drank before a game. It's and it, I see it when I'm, when I'm sorry. Took me a minute. <laughs> when I'm watching all these other SEC games, I see everybody like in LSU and Tennessee, like holding beers in the stands. When's it coming to those, Sanford? Those are two. Those are two places that should not have beers during it. True. Um, I, you can tell things. How they, year, if I had to guess, next year or the year after, yeah. when they get the South Concourse fixed, okay. it is funny. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned this week that uh, Alexa was in a uh, was in a suite. And she added, uh, uh, she the person that gave her the tickets. She, she my son went, and the woman said, "Now is it going to be okay that there's going to be drinking up Ooh. there?" And it was like, "Wow, <laughs> like Georgia is still so cute." Like, like my, my, yeah, my son will be shocked to find people drinking around mm-hmm. a football game. Uh, but it's it, like it's funny to think that like it's still this idea that drinking at a game is an aberration. 
As opposed to what it is everywhere else in not, the world. Not necessarily an aberration, just something to be tastefully hidden in yeah, your pants. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. I think it'll be after the South Concourse gets fixed. I think, I, I think they recognize, first off, there's too much money to be made to mm-hmm. not do it. Uh, second off, they also recognize that you're creating a lot more problems uh, if you don't make that South Concourse wider. Because there's plenty of room on the north. Um, the end zone down where we sit will, won't be great, but it's not the end of the world. And, of course, you can do some things up on the uh, – once they fix that plaza up there above those uh, west end zone seats, you're able to able to make it happen down there too. Yeah, the south concourse between the 30s is – Not great. Not wide. No. And you – even at the end of the game when people have left, you know, kind of trickled out throughout the game, it's still slammed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, as far as analysis about Vanderbilt, I think all I got is Davis can run the football a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is Vanderbilt's the worst team in the conference by a fair amount. And, you know, um, anything, anything short, like the line on this game is 40, 39 and a half or something. I just, I don't see us covering it, but, and I'm not trying to get into the prediction. I'm just like, if if we are look, I am willing to say because of Missouri, how how physically Missouri plays, um, I am willing to say that I think Georgia played their worst game of the season. I don't think any of us disagree with that, right? Right. Uh, against Missouri, um, I would have been devastated to lose to them. I will be shocked, and it will be the upset of the year if Georgia loses to Vanderbilt. Tell your dad, hey, that's my. Daughter's FaceTime. Oh, that's happening again. Yeah. But, uh, no also, deal. let's not forget that Vanderbilt has a freshman quarterback, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Georgia does too. <laughs> a freshman. A freshman in, uh, in, get in whatever doctoral. Yeah, thing he, is a, he is a freshman in AARP. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, it's funny. My kids and I were talking about Stetson. They're like, they're, I don't know. They made some comments. Like, it's like, yeah. It's like, like, been to the Rose Bowl with like Stetson. And like, did Stetson go to the Rose Bowl when he was in high school? I was like, he was on that team. He, he was like, on that. They were like, what? Yeah, I was amazing. like, yes. My, 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 my 16-year-old son, who is who uh, normally takes a little while to do the math, he's like, I was 10. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I know, buddy. That's crazy. crazy. <laughs> he was actually 11, but whatever. We'll let it pass. <laughs> um, I have uh, uh, been enjoying the game notes during this. I have three fun trivia things. Okay. The game notes. But I feel like maybe we should talk about how to wear clothes first. I, I think it'd be good because, you know, the Braves did. Unfortunately, they dropped one uh, to the Phillies Just game one. one. Just game, one. Gamely came back. But yeah, didn't till the day. And I felt I felt a certain way when Olsen hit that three run homer, and you just kind of, even though there was only one out, it just felt. And then of course uh, Castellanos made a heroic diving catch in right field, but uh, and it just felt like that they were just not going to win this game. But it was okay. It was a day game. It was a day game, and like like Will and Tony mentioned earlier in the podcast. You know, when the, with the Braves and the Bulldogs winning last year, I just, even during that Missouri game, I was the only one watching it amongst the people I was watching it with that was not, you know, losing their mind. I was saying, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to steal their hope. I texted y'all, we're going to steal yeah, their hope. Yeah. And we did. Um, and then I see, I feel the same way for the, for the Braves um, until, until it's over. Uh, you know, baseball is a little bit of a, different, of a different animal. You always feel like you're in it, even when you're down two games to nothing and you're down three games or three nothing in the bottom of the ninth. Um, but as far as clothing, 
Uh, the Seven Six Apparel, our our sponsor on this podcast, has come out with some new apparel for the Braves. They call it the Atlanta Collection. I'm not big on uh, buying division shirts. I, I wait for the big thing, you know, with the World Series or maybe even an, a National League Championship. But these shirts are so good, and it's kind of a, I think especially this year, it's really just kind of like a, a finger in the ribs of a Mets fan. You misspelled eyes. <laughs> a finger in the eyes of the of a Mets fan because it's, you know, back-to-back ATL. East is ours. There's one that says, you come at the Kings, you better not miss. You know, and it's it's all just some slight, nice little trolls to the Mets because the Braves are in first place, what, eight games throughout the season? And the Mets and that guy, Sal, that is the big mouth up on uh, New York Mets radio, uh, was just saying it was over when they were up ten and a half games. So it's a nice collection of if you have Mets fans that are close to you. You can order a couple of these using the code WSLS and get free shipping and stick it to your Mets friends. So if Will needed to cover his nipples, could he find something for that? You know, and the good thing is, Tony, a lot of these are either red or navy. So even if he got doused with a, a bucket of water, you still wouldn't see him. Don't worry, because I'm growing mustaches over each of my nipples. You know what? So you the, 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 there's the a Spencer Strider shirt. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, nice. Yeah, the, nipples there outlook with a the mustache. Go. There you go. We'll get just a Spencer Strider. So hmm. where I can find them at the76.com? Well, you know, there's two ways to do it. That's the old school way. But the kids, they use the social media. So you can actually um, purchase through a link on their Instagram, 76apparel, at 76apparel. And then you can, they're really good at uh, tweeting. And, and Chase Kelly is also good at tweeting. It's uh, same thing, 76apparel on Twitter. So um, yeah, you can, you can find it. It's just, it's impossible not to find. I'll have to follow. Them. It's behind you right now. It's absolutely <laughs> it's waiting. The spooky season. Waiting. That creaking in the wind that you hear. It's, it's seven, six seven six apparel. So Dug one up. more thing. They've got a new Athens shirt. I always check to see what they have new for Athens. Their Athens collection, and I really like this. It's just in in your basic block font. It says, "I've been to Athens and I like it." I agree. Yeah, I do like it. It's it's, it's kind of a complimentary to I don't, I don't care for Auburn. So I have three. Th- shout out to Claude Felton, infamous, famous. No, not infamous. Not infamous. He's famous. great. Yeah, famous, <laughs> well, famous SID at the University of Georgia. Three fun trivia questions that I've come up with you guys. Okay, he's come up, but I'm just taking them mm-hmm. from him. <clears throat> First, Setson Bennett has lost. This is, I'm sorry, the easiest one. Setson Bennett has lost three games as the starting quarterback for Georgia. Okay. What were they? Alabama in 2020. Correct. Um. Wait, hold on. Alabama in 2021. Correct. Oh, God, yeah. I'm sorry. Let's see. 20, what was the other game? What's the other game Georgia lost in 2020? They lost a few. No, they lost two. They lost Alabama. And they lost to Florida. Florida, yeah. That's correct. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Lost. So did I win? Yes. You, you won. guys won together. You won. I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him have it. Okay. Since I literally was like, um, uh, <laughs> 2012... Okay, the second question. Was Stetson was 21. Where to go, where to go, where to go. The second question is also a fun one, uh, relating to the, Miss, the Missouri game. Missouri game. Um, <clears throat> there, before the Missouri game, Georgia trailed in the fourth quarter and come, came back to win. Give me the last five games before oh, Missouri. To come back to win. That Georgia, bowl games included. That they were trailing in the fourth quarter and came back to win. Peach Bowl. I was going to say Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl, which is Alabama. No, Cincinnati. 
Yeah, Pitt, sorry, Cincinnati, yes. Uh, one. Oh, the national championship game. Two. Yeah. Um, the last five. Let's see. That, that might be as far back as I can go. Did we, was there? Oh, uh, the Rodrigo Kentucky game. Uh, was that was 2016, but there have been more since then. Okay. Mm. Uh, Georgia Tech? Nope. Nope. Think, continue to think bowl games, though. Hmm. Mm. Oh, the, the Baylor game? Nope. Texas, we really did win that. There are two of them are bowl games, and one of them is a road. Oh, the game. Rose Bowl. The Rose I'm sorry, Bowl three. That. Yeah. We're, going, we're going way back. Okay, yeah. that's the, that is the thir- the Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Alabama are the three most recent. Wow. So there are two. The in last two, two in two thousand sixteen, were uh, we behind? I mean, uh, so seventeen were the other two. One is seventeen, and one is sixteen. The 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 Rodrigo game is was in sixteen also. Yeah, right? but there's one after that. There's actually two after that. Oh. One is a tie, actually. So there's one after that. And uh, 16. Oh, um, what was the bowl game that year? It was TCU, wasn't it? TCU, yes, TCU. that's correct. That's so right. you're missing one other one. I would argue. And what year a, was it? Uh, uh, 2017. Um, oh, the Notre Dame. The Notre Dame game. That's yeah. Right. Mm. Those are the last five. That's, that's a good yeah, question. Yeah, it's funny. I don't even think about it. I, it's so hard for me to get my head around games like that just because. It hadn't happened I don't, recently. Well, I just don't. I don't think about them in terms of other than me constantly harping on Stetson right. bringing back in the fourth quarter against Alabama right. in that championship game. Something he is not able to do. He's also, not, did, he's <laughs> not the he's not the guy you want to put on your shoulders. Right. You, you can't put. He cannot put a team on shoulders and carry them from behind. Another fun factoid for this: I did not realize that Stetson Bennett threw a pass in the SEC championship game lost to LSU. Yeah, because Fromm got hurt. <laughs> oh, that's right. He came in. Yeah. So he threw one yeah pass. Did he also run a fake punt? I did no. not. No, I did yeah. not. That, 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 we weren't even in fake punt. That, that game was just a. Was that the last full, I guess maybe Alabama last year, the SC Championship game? The last full Georgia blowout. When was the last time Georgia got really like blown off the field? Yeah. Have to be the LSU. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 95 Georgia, Alabama. We were down 30 to nothing at halftime. I do remember that because I was in yeah. college then. I don't know if I would classify the Alabama SEC championship game loss as a I wouldn't blowout. say blowout, no. no. Okay, here's my last one. The last one. Good, good, good job here. Uh, one interesting factoid about um, this game is both coaches, are they are the only two SEC coaches that are coaching at their alma mater. Okay. Clark Lee went to Vanderbilt. Of course, Kirby Smart went to Georgia. There are <clears throat> currently three coaches with teams in the top 25 that uh, are, okay, are at, at their alma mater. mater. One is Kirby Smart. What are the other two? Ryan Day? Uh, no. No. Hold on. I, got, I, I, think. I think he went to Cincinnati. Actually, well, he did not go to Ohio State, mm. but that's a good guess, though. Um, I don't even know who the top twenty-five is right now. Um, you went to the University. Of oh, New oh, oh! I know Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy is one. That's okay. correct. Um, I did not know that Mike Gundy went to Oklahoma. Uh, That's a good call. D- Dave Aranda? Nope. nope. Yeah, he didn't. Get they're also, they're not in the top twenty-five. Can, can oh. I look at the top twenty-five just to of see? Course. Because um, and no, it's not Burt Bielema. He went. Burt Bielema, no, he, he went, went to, to Iowa. Iowa. He has a tattoo of Iowa. <laughs> and a nice wow. touch. <laughs> uh, let's see here. He's, he mentioned that in his press conference this week. Is that, what like, they, is that what Illinois and Iowa get for winning? You get a tattoo? Ooh, oh, Harbaugh at Michigan. John, yeah. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan is the other. The others, here are the others, by the way. That are, are also... They're also coaches at their alma mater. Uh, Tom Allen in Indiana yeah. for mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, Mario Cristobal in Miami. Yeah. Go Cats! Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Uh, interim coach Mickey Joseph at, at Nebraska. Nebraska yeah. um, interim coach at Brent Wisconsin. Key at Georgia Tech. Mm, oh, yeah. Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Brinkie, yeah. Yep. 
for but the way, two and zero. Oh. Seriously, yeah. Brent Key. So maybe uh, it was Collins. Maybe it was uh, Collins. Um, <laughs> interim coach Jim Leonard at, at Wisconsin. Wisconsin. David Shaw at Wisconsin. At Stanford. 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 Excuse me. And Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. Wow. Okay. Those are the only power five. Yeah. Coaches. What a common name. David Jonathan Smith. Smith. Jonathan Smith. Oh, David Smith. Jonathan Smith. But yeah, I like that. I like that little factoid. And uh, uh, the, I, it was funny. I was listening to the uh, to the Matt Norlander, uh, Gary Parish, CBS College Basketball podcast. They're previewing the ACK concert uh, conference, and they were discussing Wichita State. Remember when Wichita State was awesome? Yeah, this incredible basketball team. And they had the that, shockers, and they had that scandal with Greg Marshall for being really like violent toward his players. So they fired him. <laughs> they the, fired him. Deer dropping a deer. Yeah, deer. Oh deer. my gosh, yeah. he's dropping it. Hey, deer. I've never seen that. It's very intense. He's really going after it. It's like a, he's, like, he's got the don't look at me. I'm just had a big lunch. Donk, um, <laughs> he's looking at us like yeah. we're. He's like, seriously, guys. Like, can I have a second? Hey. <laughs> um, anyway, um, they were talking about Greg Marshall. Um, and, you know, after he got fired, they hired his assistant. The uh-huh. interim, yeah. and they did such a good job that year. They kept the interim, and things have completely fallen apart. It is a constant mistake that teams make. Mm-hmm. They think an interim guy can come in, and this is the one that you keep. And, and they're they're not they're good for a season, but they're not program builders. Ron Jersa, cheer oh, for God, Brent Key to continue to yeah. rock it out at Georgia Tech That's right now. As long as he loses Thanksgiving weekend, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Let him win every game, and then keep that game within 20 points. Mm-hmm. They'll give him that job. Yeah. By the way, by the way, this is going to be anathema to some of you, but you want Georgia Tech to win games now because that decreases the likelihood of a noon kickoff the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and honestly, like I don't know if you saw the Athletic, but after you know Matt Rule was fired by the Carolina Panthers this week. The universal consensus there. You also don't want Matt Rule. Is Georgia Tech. Tech is the place for him to go because that's where he's had success in the past, right? Both at Baylor and at Temple, he's taken jobs that are in basically in like cities, yeah, in like places that, but the expectations are relatively low, and he's able to build something yeah. there. They thought Rule was perfect for Georgia Tech. I'm gonna bet Rule wants a bigger job than Georgia Tech, but. Uh, I, I'm just saying, go Georgia Tech, get Brent Key that job. Yep. Let Agreed. Them, let them win all the Agreed. Okay, that's all the trivia I have. All right. <coughs> I didn't mean to, to, to steal your joke. No, no, no. I, I love being able to answer trivia questions and beat Tony. At, <coughs> you trivia. Done? trivia. Is your mustache giving you, uh, it's collecting uh, pollen and it's. It's really something. There's nothing worse. I was in the press box at the Braves game today. I suddenly had a coughing jag. And there's mm. nothing worse. Well, especially still, now. Yeah. Still, mm-hmm. still. We're not past that yet. People look a at you like... coughing check is just the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, don't worry. I'm just... I'm it's still sitting, a mustache. Yeah, I can't I'm have still sitting particles everywhere. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Braves are in the playoffs. This is a, this is a Braves trivia question. Oh, okay. Braves are in the playoffs. Can you tell me... And they're, they're playing the Phillies. Mm-hmm. They are. Can you Correct. tell me what police, uh, when you see all the police cars around there, whether they say Atlanta or whether they say Smyrna? Because I can tell you they say Smyrna. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. But, you know, like you'll see the DNR here at, for Georgia games. Like they, they pull people from all around. I mean, you'll see Gwinnett County in, in Sanford Stadium. You'll I'm, see. I'm not engaging him because. I'm just saying, I didn't see an Atlanta until, police until car. Calls, until he calls them the East Rutherford Giants and Jets. I refuse to engage him. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to the trivia question. So the Braves are playing the Phillies in the playoffs. Can you tell me the one National League franchise that the Braves have never faced off Ooh. against 
in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Good question. National League. I like this current one. National League. Mm-hmm. Brewers. Yeah. yeah. The Wait Brewers just last year. Um, oh, it was last year. Uh, but, but that was the first time they ever faced the Brewers in the playoffs last year. I'm going to go. They faced the Reds uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And they've obviously faced the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I know. believe they faced the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, face the Brewers. Uh, they face the Dodgers. Yep. I'm going to table the Padres for a second. They face the Rockies. I think they face the Rockies. Yeah. They did. Um, they, I'm tabling the Padres. Uh, they face the Diamondbacks? Yes. yes. I think so. The Diamondbacks beat them in the yeah. National League Championship Series in, 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 in 01. 01. After they beat the Cardinals in the Division yeah. Series mm-hmm. that year. Um, so they're, they're out. That was the other team in, the, uh, in that division. Uh, the, the West, uh, the Rockies, Rockies, the, Padres, the, Giants, Giants, Giants. They've got they've they had to have played the Giants, um, and so we're over to the East. I don't think they've ever played the Mets. That's my that's my guess. I am going to say they played the Mets in '69, the Miracle Mets. Oh, they were a West team. That shouldn't. They also played them in '99. Oh. Let's take the Padres off the table okay. and say the Padres. That is a good guess, but that is incorrect. how about the Marlins. They have. They played the Marlins in. They played '97 and in 2020. They beat the oh, Marlins. Oh right, 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 right. And they right. they lost to them in '97 because the Marlins yeah, won right, right, the right, World right. Series. Wait a minute, hold on. So is it the Phillies? It is not the Phillies because they're on, playing. Wait, who was it? The Padres, I, no, the Nationals, the, the Nationals. Notice how I've, you, and you'll you'll remember. I should have oh, should have been more be certain. I said God. which National League franchise. Yes, uh, because it is the Nationals and the Expos. They never have played. Yeah, that them. counts. That I mean, yeah. 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 I would have thought it was cheating if they'd have played the Expos and not played the Nationals, but they didn't play the Expos either, so it counts. Good, excellent, excellent. When did, question. Oh, they played them in '83. No, no, the the Padres played in '83. 84. Might have been 84. 84. Might have been 98. Might have been 98. 98, they played the Padres. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, name the only Major League Baseball franchise the Braves have faced in the postseason National League playoffs and the World Series. National League playoffs and the World Series. And the World Series. The Astros. Astros. It's the Astros. Yeah, of course. So go, The Mariners are up right now in that game. It would Seven do, to three. It would do go it would do Mariners, well. man. Yeah. Go Mariners. Who are they playing? They're playing Houston. Oh. Go Mariners. It's nothing against Astros. It's I actually like, do. I'm not a big like Astros or cheaters person, but like I'm kind of bored with the Astros every yeah, year. It's, so. it's the first time in 21 yeah, years. Yeah, good for the Mariners, man. That place is, if they if they are up 2-0, that place is going to be out of control. Yeah. Mm. All right. So the leaders in the fun office pools is all the trivia. All the trivia. Um, that's all the trivia that I had like singled out, but there are a couple of trivia things okay, in embedded. Okay, that makes me feel good that I had some trivia. I'm glad. You I'm did. glad you did. Yeah. Well, you know, we are recording in a strange time. Yeah, we're, we're doing this every day. Really really it's still short. daylight. We literally could see the shitting deer out there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you know we're doing it. Already. By the way, by the way, that's a verb, not a descriptive, an adjective. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. like insulting the that's deer. Right. That's right. <laughs> now there's three of them them out there. Wow, the three of them. Oh, look at those effing deer. No, 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 that's not an insult. They're just all enjoying each other's company. Zero pooping happening now. (laughs) Um, All right, so in the leader in the clubhouse right now is UGA Fan with 305 points. Oh, wow, 305. Second place is at 303 points. Some say Bennett is still drunk. And UGA Newt at 299. I gotta give these guys or gals some credit because they are... They're they, staying at the top. Yeah, because I mean, I, totally I'm moving back terrible. and forth, man. Yeah. Well, 
I'm glad you brought that up. Tony Waller is ranked 14th. You were within striking distance. How many points? 289. So you're 16 Ooh, behind. 16. Mm-hmm. I got. I got to have some big, big weeks. Will Leach 283. So he's 22 points behind. He can. You can ascend this week if you make your. I actually correct. picked Illinois last week, which I don't think I've ever done in it was the. A smart uh, move. Yeah. So. Um, Robert Wolf, dog fan, 1980 is 45th with 273 points. My son Walker's. 52nd with 269. Jack is 247, my other son. And then, um, oh, I was like, who's me? I wrote down me. I was writing handles. And I wrote me instead of my handle. He's the best. He's the best. I literally am Ron Burgundy. I will read whatever I write down. Do control F. Uh, 242 points. I'm in 125th place. Yeah. I had a good week. I had a very good you week. You did. You did. So starting off, we are hosting. Uh, let's let's go to uh, Minnesota at Illinois. Last four matchups in this uh, rivalry. Both teams are two and two. And then, uh, so I have a true or false. Okay. For you, true or false. These teams play for a trophy. It's a Big Ten, so I'll say true. Uh, they do play for a trophy, and it is Paul Bunyan's axe. No, that's Wisconsin. The old sort of uh, cask. It is. I, no, they used to play for a trophy, and they no, that's the Cyhawk trophy. Um, I think they no longer play for a trophy because it was considered bad to the Native Americans. I don't know. You could be correct, but the answer is false. Yeah. They do not play for a trophy. Um, there are three schools. In the Big Ten, that Illinois plays trophy games against. Mm-hmm. What are those three schools? And if you if will, you could probably name the trophies. Mm, there is the Cannon against Purdue. There is the Land of Lincoln, the uh, thing against Northwestern. That's right. And I believe the other one is, I believe it's, I think it's Wisconsin. No. Iowa. Is it Iowa? No, you were two for two. Okay, let me think one I've more. even heard of this one. Um, oh, dude. Uh, okay, it's Purdue. Iowa, Wisconsin. Is it the is it the Ann Arbor's a horror one for Michigan? No, no. no. Give me a second. I'll get there. Um, Michigan, Minnesota. You're gonna Michigan. you're gonna kick yourself because if I've heard of it, yeah. Um, the oh the Illabuck. Illabuck. That's right. Uh, Illabuck. So Illabuck, North Northwestern is the land of Lincoln so that Trophy. That in Columbus. Yeah. The Purdue is the Purdue Cannon, like Will said, and then Ohio State is the Illabuck. Um, so yeah, who do you got on this matchup? Yes, so for, for what it's worth, uh, Cyhawk is Iowa, Iowa State. Yes. The Illinois, they're, they're, they did have a trophy that was like a arrowhead oh, yeah, sort of with, thing. With a tomahawk. And, yeah. Yeah. I, think they, I think I read that they got rid of that like in 1947 or something like that. Anyway. Uh, um, the big problem with this game for Illinois is it does, Burt's being coy about it, but Tommy DeVito's probably not playing in this game. And Illinois, I think Illinois would have won that game twenty-one to nine, twenty-one to like they won that game more much handily, sixteen to Iowa. six. Yeah, sixteen to six would have been blowout uh, if uh, Devito hadn't got hurt. Um, does anyone remember back in the early days when Art Sikowski was Rutgers' big recruit? He was a four-star recruit. He was like this huge, huge recruit that Rutgers was going to change the whole Rutgers program. It did not turn out that way. He's now the backup. Uh, to to Tommy DeVito at Illinois, and he is big and strong, and has a great arm, and cannot stop throwing interceptions. Mm. Um, he is one of those dudes. His decision making is horrific, and the, he is on the exact wrong team 
to uh, and that plays the exact wrong way to play that way. I actually think if Devito play were playing, I think Illinois would win this, but he's not playing, so I find it hard not to pick Minnesota. I'm sad to say. Yeah, I'm gonna wait to put my pick in, but Devito didn't play. I got to pick Wisconsin yeah. as well. Well, I'm 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 always on Illinois, so I'm gonna go with uh, Illinois and don't do what I do because I read my own name and I'm in 125th place. I'm me. Yeah. All right, moving along to uh, Penn State at Michigan. Michigan. This is the 26th <laughs> meeting between the two schools. They've split the last four, similar to Minnesota and Illinois. Interesting. Um, when was the first time this series was played? Uh, 1741. Okay, I'll give you a... a I'll give you, let me give you some background. Penn State first... 1066. It started the Battle of Hastings. Penn State first played football in 1887. They were independent until 1993. Michigan first started playing football in 1879. 1887. 1894. The first game in this series was played in 1993. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> so I was State very wrong. Went from independent to the Big Ten. Huh. Yeah, Joe Pop was afraid of teams. Yeah. Michigan. Michigan. I think the Penn State thing ends now. Michigan as well. They're favored by seven and a half. Not that's enough. low. I think that's Not low. Enough. I have to say, I think that's low. We've got a top 15 matchup in the Big 12. Oklahoma State, number eight, goes to Fort Worth and faces off against the Horn Frogs. That's some fun games this week, by the way. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Last four matchups, again, split two and two. Oh, yeah, trivia question. I, okay. was, I, was, I don't know why I wrote it this way. Can you name the only other FBS school using the moniker... Cowboys. Because oh. uh, Oklahoma FBS. State's the Cowboys. Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. I've been there. War Memorial Stadium. Yeah. Uh, Team vanquished by Illinois in week zero. I, I picked Oklahoma State to win the Big 12. I'm going to stand by that pick, but I think TCU wins this game because it's in Fort Worth. <clears throat> I'm going to take TCU as well, but I think I might regret it. I think... Also, you have to mention something in Illinois, by the way. They have been selling, because uh, Illinois is ranked number 24, $24 mm-hmm. oh, tickets. They've been mentioning $24. Again, so $24. They've, they've sold $8,024 tickets to that game. Because huh. they had a lot of gruff last week because I was considered a premium game. So tickets yeah, were going about $70. Yeah. And people were kind of frustrated by that. I found that kind of hilarious that, mm-hmm. that uh, hey, non-season ticket holders, just get face value tickets for $70 if you want. And people were so furious. And it uh, speaks to how things are different at Illinois than they are at Georgia. Well, these same people will pay $125 to drive to Chicago and watch crappy football. Uh, well, and, and, they'll, and they'll pay 200 bucks to and a flight to Las Vegas to go watch Illinois play basketball. Yeah. So Well, South Carolina is selling their tickets at Costco. So it's Florida. Yeah. Well, no. Gainesville is a Sam's Club town, but yes. <laughs> Stands. But Tuscaloosa, uh, not Tuscaloosa, um, 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 Tallahassee yes. is obviously a public place. It is. <laughs> we may remember. Yeah, from, a bottle uh, of crab, yeah. crab claws yeah. and yeah. a bottle of crab legs and a ticket. I got TCU as well. Yep. Okay, moving along to the Pac-12. You got Southern Cal Trojans at the Utah Utes. The last four matchups, can you tell me? Two and two. Two and two between these two schools. <laughs> nice. Um, Southern Cal has 26 transfer portal players. They have uh, Their two stars are Caleb Williams and uh, Jordan Addison. 
Uh, it's rumored that Caleb Williams' NIL deal is worth $2.4 million, which goes a pretty long way in L.A., and uh, Jordan Addison's is $1 million. Okay, good for them. It's the new face of college football. But basically what it is is uh, the uh, who's the Utah coach? Kyle Whittingham mm-hmm. has, has been groveling in the media this week because it's like Lincoln Riley shows up to L.A., buys a bunch of players, and now they turned it around. They were they were terrible the past couple of years, and now they're undefeated in the top ten. Sorry, Kyle, but uh, be more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, it is funny that, like, basically when, when uh, Stuart Mandel wrote about this this week, about the idea of how do you say – he was saying about three years ago, saying how do you save the Pac-12? And his first thing was, like, get the L.A. schools good. And they're good just in time to go to the Big Ten, yeah. which is a nice touch. Um, I'm still not entirely sold that you. This feels like a game that Utah bit, bites them. That, that that is my. I'm picking Utah. Oh. Yeah, I've seen uh, Lincoln Riley teams play very physical teams. They fold. Yeah. Give me Utah. I they don't it. fold like like uh, Venables teams. But, yeah. um, That's a whole different thing. A whole different folding. I got the Trojans. Even and you're, you're right. I hadn't even looked, but Utah's favored in this game, even though they have uh, two disappointing losses. Going to the ACC, you got NC State at Syracuse. Another good game. So many good games this week. Four and one and five. I mean, five and one and six and zero. Oh, right. NC State is thirteen and two all time versus the Cuse. Uh, Syracuse is coming off of a bye, but only have one win versus a team with a winning record. With the Pulse. And North Carolina State. If you watched the end of the Florida State game last week, Florida State was like gift wrapping them a game that Florida State should have won. They basically did the opposite of what Missouri did versus Auburn. Instead of sitting on it and running the clock out to kick a game-winning field goal, they're down by two points, they decided to throw. And so their quarterback rolled out to the right and threw a, you know, a lob pass that was picked off in the end zone. Yeah. And, so, uh, and then they lost. So, um, but I think that uh, NC State still is able to unseat Syracuse from the land of the unbeaten. That Purdue wins looking better and better. I it is, yeah. yeah. Um, though they probably should have lost that a couple of times. I'm taking... Ah, uh, let's do it and be legends. I'm taking Syracuse. Give me the Wolfpack. Clemson at... There <laughs> goes Walker. Walker's now... We had deer earlier, now we have Walker on Walker the go-kart. Walker pooping out in the yard. What are you doing, man? No, he's he's chasing go-kart. the deer. He's got a go-kart. He just got it fixed, so... yeah. Tearing it up. All right, we got Clemson at Florida State. Uh, Clemson's won six in a row in this matchup. And Clemson also leads the nation with 12 wins in a row, current winning streak, which is still kind of surprising to me because we've all been kind of saying Clemson is falling off, but they've won 12 in a row. And FSU comes into this game with two straight losses. Um. Clemson's going to beat those eyes in. It's a shame because I don't think Clemson is actually that great. That's what I yeah. But like, and I thought this was a game of maybe some, they, this might be one of the teams that might get them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't pick them, but I do feel like someone's going to get Clemson at some point. Not this week. Not yeah, this week. I got the Tigers as well. All right, now into the SEC. We've got Mississippi State at Kentucky. Can you tell me what the last four meetings have uh, been, what the record is? Two and two. Two and two <laughs> versus the Bulldogs insane. and the Wildcats in the last four meetings. Mississippi State leads all time 25 to 24. And this game has been played every year 
since 1990. You just don't think of these teams as being like... Since 1990? Since 1990. It's been played every year. And I don't remember a single one of them. <laughs> Did not tell you a thing about them. That's funny. Um, well, I mean, it's... <laughs> If Will Levis starts, Kentucky wins. Yeah, but I don't, think he's, go- I don't think he's going to. I'm taking yeah, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yeah, I got, I got Mississippi State as well. All right, LSU at Florida. Florida holds a series edge of 33-32-3 versus LSU. And this game has been played every year since 1971. This predates the podcast. LSU... <laughs> Has yes, it does. Yeah, LSU has uh their their schedule doesn't get any easier after this. They have they're staring down uh Ole Miss and Bama right after this game. Not together, but in that would, separate be, that weeks. would be particularly that would be tough. I'm sorry, I know I've been mocked already for being on the Brian Kelly train, but I'm still picking LSU. <sighs> Give me LSU. I'm gonna take Florida. And maybe, maybe oh, either. look who loves Florida! Florida look who's yeah. a fan of the Florida Gators I football bet you don't team. Regret 1995 now. I bet you call it Florida Georgia. <laughs> Will seen. He's learned. He's learned. All right, now we got uh, the big game of the week: uh, Bama at Tennessee. Can you tell me how many times Bama has won in a row versus the Volunteers? Forty-one, eight. 15 in a row. The last Tennessee win was in October of 2006. Six, yeah. And um, so, you know, what was interesting, two two important things happened in 2006. One, my oldest son, Jack, was born. The day after he was born, the first tweet was ever sent by Jack Dorsey. Were they at South by Southwest? Twitter, I don't know where it was. They were literally at South by Southwest. And I think it was something like, this is my first tweet. Yeah, and it was just like, hey, let's go meet at this party over there. Yeah, yeah, it was literally something. It's actually was sold as an NFT a couple of years ago, and no one followed him. So yeah, so. and that NFT is now worth so much $7. money. <laughs> so my question to you, or actually, I'm not going to ask you. Well, yeah, I'll ask you a question. What was the second tweet? When the, I don't know when the game was played in October. You of misspelled like let's. When the game was played in October of 2006, there was an average of 3,000 tweets sent per day. Can you tell me how many tweets are now sent? Per second, um, I would say so. Three thousand in a whole day back in October of two thousand six. I would say fifty million. Is it when I'm on Twitter or when I'm not? That's on too high. It's not. That's that is, way too. That's high. too high. Um, five million. I was thinking five million. So so it's six thousand tweets per second. Six thousand currently. Oh wow, six thousand tweets per See, second. That's just a good reminder, man. That like not that many people are using this thing. <laughs> like 6,000 tweets per second is not actually that many. I mean, it's 360,000 tweets a minute. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's a global thing. But it's, We're letting it run our entire media, media ecosystem. I will also say that that's why I think social media is made up world. Yes, exactly. It's not real. It's not real. Except for my twit, Twitter. You should follow it. Yeah. My twits. What uh, is your Twitter handle, Tony? Uh, at Tyler Gogan? That's right. Still it? That's right. <laughs> no. I just type stuff on my phone and it goes out. My I like phone. that you gave him that. That's correct. That's correct. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, can you, okay, one last trivia question. How many in this series of Bama versus Tennessee, how many uh, wins has Bama vacated? 207. Two is correct, Will. Who you got? 
<clears throat> if Bryce Young starts, I have Alabama. If they do not, I have Tennessee. I think he's going to start. And then I, I got Alabama. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Bama wins. And here's the thing: you want Alabama to win as a Georgia oh, fan, yes, because that gives Tennessee an SEC loss, and you've got to try to overtake them probably to win the SEC East. Well, they still have to have another loss because the head-to-head still will be for the East. See, I don't know. Isn't there a fun a- aspect of chaos to the idea if Tennessee wins? If Tennessee wins, then... There's a whole world where Tennessee's the second team in if Georgia beats... Exactly. Exactly. Like, what if, what, if Georgia, what if Tennessee wins this game and then Georgia beats both Tennessee and Alabama? Yeah, and then... There's it, a very real possibility it, 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 that... There's a second team from the SEC. Tennessee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I say, I say Tennessee... Like get Alabama out of the way if you can beat him. Like you're I, probably gonna have to play him anyway. Yeah, but if you lose to him, Alabama's still in. And you have to deal with the looming Alabama monster. Like if you beat Tennessee, like listen, maybe they'll have the guts to put in. Maybe they would. They might put Tennessee third. My personal preference would be for Tennessee to lose four more times. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I understand. I understand four exactly four. So y'all got Alabama? Yes, I do. I do too. Okay, um, then we got Auburn at Ole Miss. Auburn is. Oh, this is very interesting. A stupid line. It's a weird line, man. So after beating um, Auburn this past weekend, Georgia is now 15-3 and in the last 18 matchups versus Auburn. It's the same thing for Auburn versus Ole Miss currently. They are 15-3 and in the last 18 matchups versus Ole Miss. And they've won six in a row. Really? That ends this week. Hmm. Ole Miss. Yeah. I agree. Ole Miss by 15 and a half currently. Yeah, I think they that covered line, that. I thought that line should have been higher. Yeah. Especially after the way Auburn looked against Georgia. Yeah. And then we've got Georgia hosting Vanderbilt. Georgia's won four in a row versus Vandy. And this is Vanderbilt's first trip to Athens since 2018 because in 2020 they didn't have enough players to field a team. And I remember that was a real disappointment stuck in the craw of of Kirby and the seniors because there was no senior day yeah. uh, for that. So th- this will be the first of two teams that come to Athens that we usually play every year that have not been to Athens since 2018, the other one being Georgia Tech. Uh, the past two meetings, Georgia has beat Vanderbilt 92-6 to in a combined score. So uh, I think a very similar thing happens. You just kind of add on to it. You uh, you half the 92s, let's say uh, 45 to 3. Half the 6, half the <laughs> 92. No, let's make it 46 to 3. I don't think it's going to be that violent. Um, I think this is a... I think this is a game where they get a... They, I think what they really need to show is they need to show a big first half. That's something they just have not seen done for a while. I think they do that and then chill. And chill into the off week and everybody just... Get everybody not hurt before they go into the big stretch. So I'm get I can see them taking on like a 28-3 lead at halftime and cruising into like a 41 to 10. Kind of like what Buffalo did versus the Steelers. They're up 31 to three and 138 to three. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I agree with you. Well, I think you. I think you end up doing something big in the first half and. Take it, not take your foot off the gas. You just get a lot of playing time for second and third yeah. stringers. Um, having said that, I still think Georgia's good enough to end up winning this game, forty-five to nine. So not quite covering, but uh, threatening to. So 
Uh, by the way, three thirty kickoff. It's going to be gorgeous weather, just yeah, like last yeah, week. Gonna, I mean, it's so rain a little bit, and then it's going to uh, sun's coming back out, and it's going to warm up, and it's going to be almost exactly like. Yeah, I Saturday. thoroughly enjoyed. We needed that three thirty kickoff. I mean, Athens was just exploding all yeah. over. It was it was great. It's a good time. It's yeah. gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. And I'm excited. This is uh, this year. We have um, our friends Melarisa and Lindsay uh, okay. and Simmons coming, so we're going to be roaming around. Three uh, thirty gives everybody a lot more time. That roam around without it being without. I feel like this is a strike. So I know it's. I, I, if we haven't even mentioned it, it's homecoming. Like, yes, I have to <laughs> it work. Is yeah, yeah. If you're a listener and you'll be at the law school homecoming, I'll be up there. That's why he's uh, growing a mustache. That's why I'm not growing a mustache. <laughs> uh, I'll be there. What are you uh, saying? You're saying it's an embarrassment to have a mustache? It's always fun. Cause that's just it's yes. We're gonna have to take a photo. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to take a photo of the three of us with I'll two out of three mustaches later in the season. Cause your team's not winning the game, mm-hmm. and. Um, but uh, yeah, no. If you at the law school tailgate, I, uh, as is tradition, I will call the dogs, and that will be the uh, sign for people to wander off to the stadium. Uh, as I'm looking forward to it. Homecoming is one of my favorite days of the year. Yeah. Uh, I can I have a lot of great memories of homecoming as an undergraduate, and for whatever reason, just the idea of people coming back to campus. Uh, I have a very visceral memory of being an undergrad seeing the the people who are now my age coming back to campus and thinking like, I want to be like them one day. Yeah. I think it's really cool they're coming back and it's fun to see people come back. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I've been meaning to thank a couple people. Uh, I want to thank Nick from Nashville for stopping me uh, as I was going to the Legion pool tailgate on um, Saturday saying that he loved the podcast. Uh, I always appreciate it when you do it around my family too, because then oh, yeah. they, they oh, yeah. stop and they're like, oh, "Are you kidding me?" You know, so, <laughs> but they secretly love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, but but I, it was great to hear from him. He says he's been a longtime listener. Um, also, a guy that I've been meaning to to shout out a couple for a couple weeks. Uh, Toby, I saw him over at uh, T Dog at, at the Bogart uh, Sports Complex uh, during baseball. He said that he'd been a, a longtime listener as well. Um, so I, I do genuinely appreciate that. Um, you know, don't hesitate to stop Tony, Will, or myself when we're on Particularly campus. Particularly if we're around our, our family. family. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, Klein, and, the client who I ran, who I met in Dublin, mm-hmm, Ireland, mm-hmm. Uh, was in town last week. Just missed him. We'd already broken down the tailgate, but he was in town, uh, and he let me know he got a new national championship tab- tattoo in Athens last weekend. Oh so. wow, that's awesome! Yeah, where they, they probably got those locked down. Uh, was ass. I don't know. Mm, okay, yeah, probably got those locked down pretty good. I yep. imagine they probably yeah, do those stuff. pretty well right now. Um, all right, gents. Well, we'll be out. Th- we'll see you out there uh, this weekend, and then I'm assuming. By the way, this may be the last time we are. We often take the off week off. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I, I suppose we, we have. So we, I'm, I'm going to miss you guys. Hopefully, by then I will have shaved this thing off my face. Or it's going to look amazing. It's. Uh, I wouldn't or go with amazing, amazing but amazing uh, it may be less uh, uh, limp. Um, all right. Uh, have, a, uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the game, and hey, uh, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday, or Tony and Will will be back on Sunday with the post game for the Vanderbilt Georgia game. But in the meantime, make sure to get some uh, swag from the76.com, whether it's Braves gear or Bulldogs gear. You can't go wrong, and use code WSLS at checkout to save on your shipping. Like I said, it's going to be a beautiful day on campus in America's greatest college town this coming Saturday, 3.30 kickoff. We will see you on campus, and as always, go dogs.
made me really sad talking about not podcasting next week. I know, sorry. <laughs> I'm not podcast myself. <laughs>